Hello, I'd like to welcome you back to our series on the names and attributes of God. This is lesson number five, and today we're going to cover one of my favorite names of God, and I'll explain why as we go on. Uh, This past year, I had a very personal revelation with this name, Uh, so if if you hear my voice weaken a little bit, I apologize. It's, uh, you know... A relationship with God is an is it it's an emotional thing. Um, you know, your spirit can be so moved that your body, your physical being, is moved emotionally. And um, sometimes when I talk about this this particular name of God that we're going to talk about today, uh, it really does move me every time. And and so bear with me. You know, uh, all I can tell you is God is good. And uh, his, his names and attributes really do teach us something if we only uh, learn who he is and, and seek to know him. So let's go ahead and open up with a word of prayer, and then we'll get into uh, our lesson. So Heavenly Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we do come before you, and Lord God, we thank you right now for this time that we have set apart just to, to step into your presence. Father, in the presence of Jehovah, everything's just okay. We know that. We thank you, Lord, for that. Father, sometimes when when we just need to slip away, it's as simple as speaking your name. Father, tonight as we discuss this special name that reveals something so unique to your being. Father, we, I, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would ready hearts, that you would ready minds to understand, Lord God, to, to, to have that personal revelation like I had. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that your spirit would be poured out Anoint my lips, Lord God, to speak and anoint the ears of those listening in to receive. We pray these things in the precious name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus our Messiah. Amen. Today, the name of God in English that we're going to look at is God is there. All right, so sometimes life well, it gets ugly. Amen. And I think that almost all of us can agree with that. We find ourselves asking the following questions. God, where are you? God, where were you? And God, will you be there? Where will you be? There's one answer to all of these questions and it's in his own name that we find this answer and the answer is child I am there God where are you I am there amen God where were you note how I'm going to say this I am there God, where will you be? And pay close attention. He said, I am there. You see, God is a timeless God. And so 
these questions that we ask ourselves, these, these are different tenses. It's a present tense, a past tense, and a future tense question, but the answer to all three questions is answered in the present tense. Why? It's because God is a present tense God. Okay? The Hebrew name here is Jehovah Shammah. God is there. And I want you, uh, on your own time, we're going to do a little bit more of a scripture study here in just a few minutes, but on your own time, if you want to look up the scripture reference for the name Jehovah Shammah, uh, that is Jehovah, J-E-H-O-V-A-H, Shammah, S-H-A-M-M-A-H, Jehovah Shammah. Ezekiel chapter 48, verse 35. That's your scripture reference for that name. But God is a present tense God. And sometimes that's difficult for us to wrap our minds around because even though we're present tense beings, sometimes we get hung up on the past. And sometimes we get hung up on the future because we can't, we we know that we can't change what we've been through but sometimes it bothers us and we sometimes don't know what's ahead. But the beauty of it is when you live in this moment for a, for a present tense God and you allow him to speak into your life, child, I am there. That is the very moment that you yourself can have a defining moment. I want to share with you right now the revelation that I had of this name. So I will tell you this is just as just as a backstory. I have studied the names of God, not I wouldn't say that I have studied them in depth for years, but I have always um, sought the scripture. I've always looked for names of God in scripture for for at least the last ten years. I, I think is safe to say. Now, uh, Jehovah Jireh, my provider, uh, Jehovah Shammah, God is there. Those are the kinds of names that I learned uh, as a child growing up. You know, um, we we sang a song, Days of Elijah, and there's a refrain in there. There's no God like Jehovah. There's no God like Jehovah. And uh, during, during that refrain, uh, the choir, one person would step out and and read the names of God. He is Jehovah Jireh, my provider. He is Jehovah Sidkenu, my righteousness, and so on. And and we would read out a list of the twelve Jehovahs, uh, the the twelve Jehovah names. And so these were not these these were never really foreign to me, but my understanding of them met me where I was. What do I mean by that? I mean that when I was young. I had a basic understanding of Jehovah Jireh, my provider. And, uh, well, sorry, that is a name that we're going to cover later. I should, I guess I should focus on the name that we're covering. Jehovah Shammah, God is there. I had a basic understanding of Jehovah Shammah, God is there. And the basic understanding, it, it, it told me this. No matter where I go... God will be there. No matter how I feel, God will be there. No matter what I've done, 
God will be there. Okay, that was the basic understanding. And and so you maybe you can see that that basic understanding brought me to a place that I could say God will never leave me. And that goes, you know, that that that's scriptural. God will never leave or forsake us. Amen. Now, this past year, I spent a little extra time seeking God, specifically with that question in mind, God, where are you? And the Lord began to speak to me. And as he spoke, I saw a vision of what he was saying to me. And he said, child, I am there. My name has been called Jehovah Shammah, for I am there. And in the vision, I could see that he was not only standing next to me, but that there, there was a road that was in front of me, and he was at the end of the road. And in the vision, I could see behind myself, and, and far behind me on the road past, he was there as well. He, he hallelujah. Thank you. He showed me in that moment his timeless nature. He showed me that that while he was right next to me, in this moment, he was also in my past and he was also in my future. All at the same time, God knows no limit. God knows no time frame. Okay, and, and, and so that revelation took the name Jehovah Shammah and it, and it completely recreated it to me. And God said, yes, Eric, I'm there. But you have to understand that I am there. So yes, I'm your shoulder to lean on. I'm the one that will catch your tears. But when you walk in that road and it seems uncertain, when you're walking through the, sh- through the uh, valley of the shadow of death and you say, I shall fear no evil, it's because I am there, right? Jehovah Shammah, God is there. Somebody say hallelujah and amen. It's got to get you excited, folks. I mean, the, the name of God, Jehovah Shammah, should teach us something, should, should give us something to, to cling to, all right? Because, you know what, I, I look at it this way. If, if you took the course counseled by God with me, we talked about inner healing. We talked about um, the, those, those moments that we walk through in life that hurt us and, and how we can step back and bring God into the situation we have to be careful doing that so that we don't completely relive the hurt. But that is that in itself shows us the timelessness of God. That shows us where he's in our past. Inner healing is where Jehovah Shammah is present in times past for us to receive healing for the moment. Okay? He is there. Jehovah Shammah is with us in every waking moment, every sleeping moment. Okay, um, it, it doesn't matter whether we're wide awake and working or if we're sound asleep in our bed. He is right next to us. And then in two years, guess what? 
The Lord said he knows the number of hairs upon your head. He's numbered each one of your days. He put the very breath that you breathe into your lungs. So in two years, in five years, he's already there at that point in your life. If, if, if there's going to be a, a burdensome day five years from now, guess what? Jehovah Shammah is there. He's already waiting for you. He's there, and guess what? There's going to come a day that you're going to walk right into him, and you're going to say, Jehovah Shammah, you're there, and I need you to bear this burden with me. And he is there to do it, okay? So so I, I hope that it... I, I always hope when I share this testimony of this revelation that it makes sense because to find the words to put it in can be extremely difficult. But to know that God is there, to know that God is there, and to know that God is there, it takes a little bit of time. It takes it takes some meditation. And it takes a little bit of time talking with God and saying, you know what, Father, right now, I just, I need to know that you're there. He'll give you a sign. He'll he'll make it known. All right, if you have your Bible, I want you to turn to the book of Jonah. I'm going to read from the King James Version tonight. Uh, I want to read the entire second chapter of Jonah. This is Jonah's prayer while he's in the belly of the fish. Okay, so beginning in verse 1, ending in verse 10. Book of Jonah, chapter 2. Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly, and said, I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me. Out of the belly of hell I cried, and thou heardst my voice. For thou hast cast me into the deep and into the midst of the seas, and the floods compassed me about. All thy billows and thy waves passed over me. Then I said, I am cast out of thy sight, yet I will look again toward thy holy temple. The waters compassed me about, even to the soul. The depth closed me round about. The weeds were wrapped about my head. I went down into the bottoms of the mountains. The earth with her bars was about me forever. Yet hast thou brought up my life from corruption, O Lord my God. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord. And my prayer came in unto thee, into thine holy temple. They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. But I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that that I have owed. Salvation is of the Lord. And the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah up onto the dry land. Amen. Why did I choose this passage for Jehovah Shammah, God is there? Well, I want to point a couple of things out as we look at this passage of Scripture. And I want you to uh, maybe read chapter 1. Okay, Uh, go back and read chapter 1 if you're not super familiar with the story of Jonah. That way you understand why Jonah's in the fish. Okay, 
it's important to know, but I don't want to spend the time uh, on that at this moment. So Jonah's in the belly of the fish and cried out unto the Lord. Notice this. From the belly of a fish, it says, the Lord heard me. Out of the belly of hell, he heard him. Right? Now, God had a reason for for Jonah being in the fish. And a good reason, I guess. But, But note that even in the belly of a whale, God was with Jonah. And, and and Jonah well he was in trouble he was he was in the depths and he talks about how the you know the weeds were wrapped about him and and the billows and the waves encompassed him and I mean he he really paints a thorough picture of drowning doesn't he he really paints a a, a graphic picture of being completely enclosed by water even to the depths of the soul. And when his soul fainted within him, he remembered the Lord. Okay? Here's what happened. All of this, he he had this whole experience noting that in verse 2 that the Lord heard him. Jonah acknowledged Jehovah Shammah Jonah acknowledged, God is here with me. God is there in the belly of the fish because I cried out and he heard me. But in the end of the passage, when you come to verses 9 and 10, what happened that made the Lord decide to tell the whale, as I like to put it, up on the dry land and spit that boy out? Jonah made a right confession. I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that that I have owed. Salvation is of the Lord. He made the right confession. He understood that God was there. He made the right confession. And so God said to the fish, spit him out. Okay, now that's, that's the Old Testament um, moment of Jehovah Shammah that I wanted to share with you. Now take your Bible and turn back to the book of Acts. And everybody that knows Eric said, oh no, not the book of Acts because it gets him all fired up. Amen. Go to the book of Acts and go to chapter 22. And in chapter 22, we're going to read part of Paul's testimony. We're going to read verses 7 through 10. Okay, Saul meets the Lord. Chapter 22, verse 7. And I fell unto the ground, and I heard a voice say unto me, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And I answered, Who art thou, Lord? And he said unto me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom thou persecutest. And they that were with me saw indeed the light and they were afraid but they heard not the voice of him that spake to me and I said what shall I do Lord and the Lord said to me arise and go into Damascus 
and there it shall be told thee of all things which are appointed for thee to do. Why is this a Jehovah Shammah moment? God is there, okay? God was there to meet Saul. Remember, uh, if you haven't read this whole testimony, I'm going to encourage you to take some time and read the whole testimony. Um, Saul had a rough road. Saul had a rough background. God ultimately changed Saul's name to Paul. Amen? And there's a reason for that. But you see, Jehovah Shammah, God was there. God is there for, for Saul. And he fell unto the ground, Saul did. And he heard the voice of Jesus say, Why are you persecuting me? Why? Note this, Saul's response. Who art thou, Lord? And the, the response, I am Jesus of Nazareth. Jehovah Shammah. He was there. He was there to get Saul's attention. He was there to change Saul's life, ultimately to the extent of having to change Saul's name to Paul. Because the Lord God was there. Jehovah Shammah was there to touch Paul's life. To touch Saul's life. And and so we look at this and we say, Wow, you know, God, why why was this experience so stellar? Now but both of these both of these experiences, Jonah and Saul, they both had a little um falling out, I guess, with the Lord. But they both got straightened up. Why? They both straightened up because God was there. God was there to meet them in the moment. God was there to touch their lives. God was there to save their souls. Amen? God was there. And I want to encourage you right now to know that whatever you're walking through, if you're walking the road of persecution, like Saul, God is there, and he's going to catch you, and he's going to help you get your life back on track, because he wants you living for him. If you're walking the road of, of disobedience, like, uh, like Jonah, and, and you say, I don't want to go there, God, he's going to be right there to meet you there. To help you do what he's called you to do. Alright? This isn't in my notes, but I kind of feel the Lord pushing me to go this direction as we bring this to a close. It's important for us to know this. Every single one of us, if you're listening to this message right now, it's for this time. It's for this season. It's important for us to know that God has called us for such a time as this. So we might not be quite like those who have gone before us. 
just like we're not going to be like those who will come after us. Because God has called us for such a time as this. I want you to hear that, and I want you to make that personal. God has called you for such a time as this. Now, I don't know what this time looks like in your life. This time could look vastly different in your life than it does in my life, but God has called you to do something. Make no mistake, God has a purpose. He doesn't forget about anybody. He doesn't leave anybody behind. He has a purpose, and he wants you to walk in the way that he's set before you. Okay? There's a life application challenge that I want to leave you with for this particular name. The life application challenge is I want you to look for God in every moment of every day this coming week. Okay, uh, As you get ready for bed, as you wake up in the morning, as you prepare your meals... As you drive, as you go to the grocery store, if you're going to work, I don't care where you're going, I don't care what you're doing. Look for him. Why? Because he's there. Alright? Uh, if, if you don't think God is there, then I'm going to encourage you to really get into the Word of God and find that his name is Jehovah Shammah. And find out that he is there. God is so present. God is so good. And and as, as, as you know, I like to leave you with the journaling exercises. Again, I can't force you to do the journaling exercises, but I, I encourage it. Because the whole, the whole reason that you're listening in to these messages, these, these teachings, is what? To come a little bit closer to God, right? So again, I'm encouraging you to do this journaling exercise. I can't force your hand, but try it. Ask him this question. Open your journal and write it down. Jehovah Shama. Okay, it's and, and remember, sometimes it, it, it feels a little bit foreign to call God by uh, a specific name sometimes because we're so trained that when we pray, it has to be, you know, Dear Heavenly Father or Dear Lord Jesus. But it's okay to address Him by a specific name. So this is your prayer tonight. Jehovah Shammah, speak to me about where you are in my life. Are you ready for the answer? Obviously the answer is I'm there. But spend time. Turn on a little bit of praise and worship music. Get into the presence of God as deep as you can get. And wait for that response. Because you're going to find that Jehovah Shammah is in your life doing something great. He's called you for such a time as this. In Hebrew, it's called a Moedim. It's an appointed time. He has a plan 
So ask him that question. Again, uh, if you're new to journaling and you want want somebody to just read through it uh, open-mindedly just to say, yeah, I think you're on the right track, or hey, I think you need to check this against scripture, Uh, something sounds a little bit funny there. Uh, If you don't have somebody that you are uh, closely connected to that you have uh, in your quote-unquote circle to do that with, you are welcome to send your journal entries to me. I will be happy to uh, be that person in your life as a personal spiritual trainer. That's one of the things that I like to do. And uh, just really take a minute. Take take a few minutes and, and really seek a new understanding of what it means for God to be there. Heavenly Father, right now, we thank you, Lord God, for this time, and I pray in the name of Jesus that you would begin to speak to your children tonight about who you are. Father, I pray right now that each one would come to a new revelation of Jehovah Shammah, to know that you are there, to know, Lord God, so that they can stand ready for test, ready for trial, Lord God, ready for whatever it is that comes, knowing that you have called them for such a time as this and that you are there with them. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would bring comfort to those who hurt. I pray that you would increase joys upon those who rejoice. And I pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that every one of us, myself included, Lord, that every one of us would take a moment and allow you to speak about where you are in our lives. We know, Lord God, that you are there. We know that on the highest mountain you are there. We know that on the lowest valley you are there. Father, we thank you. We give you praise, honor, and glory in the name of Jesus. And all God's children said, Amen. We'll meet back here in a few days for Lesson 6. Get with God and seek that new revelation. He is there. God bless you all and have a good one.